This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Wow, what the heck is going on in Russia? Did you see this Wagner Group story? Boy, I did not see that coming. <laughs> Kaika's going to march on Moscow. All kinds of uh, strange information coming out. He says there was no bloodshed. Then there's reports there was 37 planes shot down. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I believe very little of it. None of what you hear, half of what you see. Obviously, something happened, crazy on some level, right? I don't know. Good, bad, indifferent problems in Russia. Russia, you know, it's like the the frog and the scorpion, right? The scorpion says to the frog, can you carry me across the river? The frog says, if I do, you'll sting me. The scorpion says, no, I won't sting you. Why would I do that? If I, if I do, we'll both drown. And so the frog says, yeah, okay, makes sense. Takes the scorpion across the river, gets halfway across the scorpion, stings him. Frog says, why did you do that? Now we'll both die. He says, because I'm a scorpion. I don't know. Some things you can't figure out. I'm just telling you. Uh, As far as trusting Putin or the Russians or really any government, um, I'm realizing very well now why we need limited government. Like you just cannot afford to let government get get big. It, it's just um, it becomes problematic every time. I don't think there's any way around. It doesn't matter what kind of whether it's capitalism or socialism or a republic or modern era. Or, doesn't matter. Too much power. It, just, it corrupts. These people are they're driven by money, greed, power, and it's just it's it's a different way of thinking that I don't think that you and I can relate to. Honest to God, I mean that. I don't think we think in these terms, these people that uh, are driven in this way. And they're all moving in a direction, not necessarily the direction that we want to be in, creating a lot of trouble, motivating people, encouraging people, or forcing them, depending on how you look at it. Anyway, I don't know what to make of it. I don't, I don't, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust, uh, what's his name, Lashenko or whatever there in um, um, Belarus. I don't trust trust the Wagner guy. I don't trust Putin. I don't trust Biden. My trust for Trump, eh. <laughs> it's all again. You know, I've I've said that I've, I know some some people that are high net worth, and for in my world, you know, what do I consider to be high net worth? I would say tens of millions. A couple million dollars today really isn't isn't that much money. You're fifty years old and. And you're sitting on uh, two million bucks. I got a friend of mine. He's like worried about retirement. He's sitting on two million dollars. I don't know if I have enough to retire. You believe that? So I consider wealthy tens of millions. And there's a few patterns that I've seen uh, in those circles. And there, all these people are uniquely different, by the way. Each one of them is different. Um, and I would say of my friends that are in that category, uh, you, I, you can't even relate to them in the same way. Their interpersonal relationships are very different. And I'm sure that's not a straight line as well. Uh, and I think it, it hinges on the fact that people are always looking to get something from them. It's always like this cat and mouse game. 
I think what's refreshing for me is uh, I don't I don't want anything from anybody. I have, I have enough of my own. I don't need anything from anybody. But they become very guarded as a result. They don't trust people. But the other thing I've noticed around high net worth people is they have a, a very frequently they'll say, well, tell them this. I hear that phrase said a lot. Well, tell them this. And it's because they're creating a story, a deception. They become uh, very manipulative. Kind of strange when you think that you have the, the influence of the money. Why would you need to do that? Uh, it corrupts. It changes people. It really does. I don't know what came first. And uh, I'm not trying to vilify wealth or vilify wealthy people. Um, you know, I think it's great, uh, you know, to, to build a successful life and hopefully use it responsibly. Uh, but it's a careful proposition, I think. And in certain circles, it can be really very damaging to our, our society, having people with that kind of control and, and influence over so many other people. I mean, you think about it. You look at this uh, this Wagner Group thing. This guy, they say he's you know the millionaire or mercenary or something like that. Is that all it took? You know, a guy with a couple of million bucks. He's got these guys on his payroll. Is my point? And as long as you know, like how are these guys so loyal to him because he's paying them. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? People are very loyal to the people that provide their paychecks. Usually, not here, of course. In America, we've gotten rid of that problem, but in other places, people are still loyal to people that provide them with their paycheck. Anyway, crazy story in Russia. Uh, I do not expect the situation to get better. In fact, I want to tell you, I'm deeply concerned. They keep throwing out nuclear war. Is that to keep everybody on edge? Or are they, they really thinking about it, for God's sake? What the heck? Crazy to me. All right, well, here's what I want to talk about today. I'm talking about uh, red flag laws, unjust laws, weaponizing of the police and, and law enforcement, and I very frequently, as I watch these political stories, such as uh, the way they've treated Trump, and I've said this, used this exact example, you know, think about yourself if you're running for school board and the opposition doesn't like you, and they start spreading rumors around around your town, right? Just picture, let's just say you're um, an elder in your church, you're well-respected in your community, you own a small, you own the local hardware store, gas station, or, or diner. And you go to church, and you live this quiet life, and you're you're 50 years old, and your kids are in school, and you know you don't like the way things are going. You see, and I don't think I want this stuff in my schools. And you're talking to your customers, and they say, "Yeah, Joe, you ought to run for school board." You go home and you talk to your wife, or maybe it's your wife that runs. Either way, right? And you say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run." You go run. You have no idea what you're getting into. And next thing you know, the police are. Uh, yes, we received a call that uh, your children are in danger. It's called swatting. You ever heard of it? What? What do you mean? My ch- like children are fine. Uh, we're going to need to come in and check, sir. What do you mean you need to come in and check? We, have a war- we don't need a warrant, sir. Step aside. You can find yourself in trouble. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. You get up against them all of a sudden, depending on the cops and the situation, it can become a real problem. And this idea that if somebody's a threat, that we need to report it. Um, it's really very concerning. And this, uh, I want you to, to listen to this here. This uh, mother from Ohio. And um, what they did is they were complaining about critical race theory being taught in schools. And um, so they went to the school board to speak about it. And then next thing you know, they're getting a visit from the FBI. Here's what she has to say. What they 
aftermath is of something because I'm not in the after. I'm in the here and now, and it's still happening. And um, it has deeply affected my children. It has deeply affected my family. Um, I don't think it takes a lot of people who have a daughter that's 16 to try to figure out what that might do to the relationship between us, to how her confidence, to how she feels about herself. I mean, it created other students to stop speaking to her, threats on social media. Um, She literally had to leave to go to another state to finish high school. And even coming back now, um, you know, just having recently graduated and trying to re, you know, engage in the, the community she's lived in her entire life. And by retaliating, knowing that the, the biggest way that they could hurt us is to hurt our children, and, the, and they did, um, is to put shame on them uh, that they did something wrong when they were innocent. It, it, it makes them excluded from the... So let me just tell you a few things here. You get the gist of what's going on. These Ohio moms, they go into a school board meeting, they're complaining about critical race theory being taught. They go to the school board and they complain. And this complaint is met with um, a complaint made to the FBI labeling these women basically as terrorists. And all these rumors start getting spread around. And it's affecting the kids and the daughters. And they say the, you know, the administration overreacted is because somebody complained. They go, oh, oh what, are you, what are you threatening? It's a tactic. It is a bullying tactic. It's Bolshevism. It's political terrorism. It's hijacking. They'll do anything to keep power. I'm going to tell you a little story about this. And once again, I have to repeat this to you many times, part of the reason why I talk about it. Sooner or later, you're going to find yourself faced with something like this. I can only, I all but guarantee you. We're all being pushed in this direction where you're going to have to take a position. And when you do, you run the risk that it's going to be called, uh, you know, under scrutiny. These crazy loony, oh, I get it all the time. Oh, I, I, I was afraid because I, they, they, just because of the way I look. I'm threatening. He's, he, I was scared. He, he threatened me. What do you mean he threatened you? It was just him being there was threatening. Oh, well, what? And then the police now, they oh, we have to investigate. We have to come in and check on this. And there's no end to it. I want to say kind of similar happened to me. If you recall, I told the story about the million dollars missing from our town budget. I wrote a letter to the board of which I received a letter back from the town solicitor. Now, I know all these people. I told this story before, including the, the hack lawyer who sent me the letter. And the letter begins, Dear Chris. <laughs> oh, I'm not Chris. <laughs> I knew right away from that. Oh, okay. And it was an undertone of keep your mouth shut, Chris. We looked into this, and you seem to be the only one that has a problem. That's what the letter said. If we found anything else, surely we would look into it. That was the code. That was the code. Your daughter's in the local schools. You're a local guy. But see, here's the problem. They got the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 you're only going to make me go further. But see, I don't go into the board meeting mouthing off. You know what I did? I went to the board meeting. I sat in the back and I didn't say a word. And you should have seen. Oh, they were nervous. They were nervous big time. Oh, what's he doing here? What's he thinking? But I didn't say a word. I keep telling people, you don't go into these meetings blasting off. It's not a good idea. It's very ineffective, for one thing. 
You know, you think that you're going to create some viral video or something. It's not going to go like that. I didn't do that. I sat in the back quietly and I left before the meeting was even over. And they were scared crapless. But they couldn't say or do a damn thing because I didn't say a word. Couldn't, and nothing could be construed as a threat because I didn't say a word. Then I filed an eight-page complaint with the Pennsylvania Attorney General, certified complaint. And that's what finally got action. Um, the manager's gone, which was what really needed to happen. And uh, the money uh, was moved back. Very sloppy. Uh, the whole machine here very nicely covered it up. But um, it did get taken care of on some level. And I'm going to tell you right now, nobody messes with me. <laughs> Nobody's messing with my kid. And I let it be known. I let it be known. Go ahead and give it a try and see what happens. You'll never see it coming. Whatever you throw at me, I'm going to give it to you back twice as hard. And it's going to hurt. I'm telling you. And, and, and I say it loud and go ahead and mess with my kid and see what happens. Go ahead and see what happens. You know, when, when they're going to play these games like overreacting and, and filing false charges, I think that people in this country would do well to start understanding um, sabotage techniques. Okay? So let's just say perhaps um, the, one of these school board members is contacting me saying it's a threat. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you um, drive by late at night and just lay on the horn. You know what I mean? Wake them up a couple times. Make sure they know that there's still people out there. You know, not, you're in the middle of the road. You're driving down the road. You see a deer. You got it laying on the horn. What are you going to do? Then you drive off, right? Just maybe do this. You know how frustrating that could be? That, that alone would drive somebody nuts. I'm going to tell you, I lived in a town uh, when they legalized fireworks in Pennsylvania. What a disaster that was. We're living in town, and these kids, they thought it was funny to go around. It was going on all the time, 10 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. All the dogs start barking. Upset the whole neighborhood. Upsetting your quiet enjoyment, waking people up, causing quite a disturbance. That little act. That little act. Okay, you want to you call the FBI? Chris, were you driving by honking your horn? I really can't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep track of where I drive, so I'm not, what, what's the problem? I honk my horn. Is that illegal? As far as I know, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, we have horns equipped on cars for a reason. Why can't I use it? There's just one little idea for you. You don't have to break any laws. You don't have to do anything violent. You'll drive them freaking nuts. Go back into the board meeting and, and use the sabotage techniques. Use the same techniques on them. Go by, go by and honk the horn, sit in the middle of the road, wait till the guy comes out screaming, get it on video, and report him to the FBI. I don't know what happened. All I'm doing is driving by, and this maniac is attacking me. Pretty soon the FBI is going to get tired of it, too. You go to them, like, hey, listen, if you have to investigate every threat, I'm going to have a list here for you. And if you're going to investigate me, then I want all these investigated, too. And you push that back on them. When they come talk to you, you say, I have nothing to say. I'm not threatening anybody. I don't have any reason to threaten anybody. I don't intend to threaten anybody. And I've never been charged with anything. I have nothing else to say. Done. This is a, a false allegation. And uh, I have rights as well. And I expect them to be protected. In the meantime, you tell me you have to investigate every complaint. I'm concerned about the children at this, 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 and this. Side. Go get their address. Have you figured out how to do that? Very, very important skill. They're already uh, making efforts to put a stop to that information being available publicly. Here in Pennsylvania now that you can't look up by name. It used to be you could go search a name and find the property records. You can't do that anymore. They made it a little bit harder. 
for this very reason. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I don't take this stuff lightly. And I'm not encouraging uh, initiating anything. What I'm encouraging is defending yourself, especially when it comes to your, the protecting your children. But you got to know the rules of the game. And I do not advocate for violence. You can start right there. Why would you do that? There's no need. There's no need. Why would you do that? You're going to get angry. You want to take a swing. You'll pay such a price for that. God forbid uh, you, you use a, a firearm to commit an act of, I don't care what justification you think you have. There's no need. You have to be very smart about it. And, and I know down here, these board members know. They know me. I say, go ahead. You're going to pull that crap. You better be, better be ready, be full ready for what's coming back at you. That's not a threat. It's a promise. I will work through the system. We will go through the proper procedures, procedures and you will be begging me to go away. Begging me to go away. Matter of fact, the more I think about it, I should go back to a um, a board meeting and just bring up the million dollars. I like to go back to that missing million. Just keep bringing it up and bringing a hammer and hammer. They hate that. Oh, we've discussed this a million. Yep, I'm going to bring it up again. Remember the missing million dollars? Let's talk about it. I say these threats and concerns are very real. Here's a story. Uh, Chris Gwanger, I think, stepping down as a meteorologist uh, citing PTSD threats. Because he's pushing climate change, right? He's up there on the news saying climate change. Everybody knows a lie. He's pushing this this corporate lie. Well, lo and behold, people are calling him making threats, which is wrong, by the way. Notice I didn't say anything about making any threats. Don't threaten people. It's not right. I say, look, you, whatever you do to me, it's coming back at you twice as hard. I'm just telling you, you're going you're gonna, to uh, put my children, just like those women, Okay, I'm going to guarantee your children are going to be embarrassed as well. That I will make. Is embarrassing somebody? Is that illegal? I don't believe that it is. I will play by the same rules that you play by, but trust me, you will lose. Now, it goes the other way. This meteorologist, um, you know, getting death threats and threats against this family, can you imagine? And this is the concern the other way. Now, here too, I fight fire with fire. You know, somebody say to me, hey, you know, I'm going to kill your family. My response is going to be, well, I'll leave the door unlocked. When do you want to come? When do you want to come? Let me know. There's a few layers that you're going to have to get past. Uh, and by the time you do, you're going to have a real problem, I guarantee you. I'll leave the door open. I'll give you a head start. You let me know when you want to come. All right? I don't worry too much about it. And this is why I say security is so important. Hey, you better watch your back. I do. Everywhere I go, bro. Automatically. Never stops. All right? Um, but do I want to say that if somebody started making threats against my family, is that serious? Yeah. Absolutely, it's very serious. Um, and, and it's the, the depth of it and ability for people to do it today. It, it's horrific. Don't, don't fall into that. And it is a lot of right-wingers and even good Christians. They feel that they're you know, taking this fight, they're issuing these threats. Don't do that. You're, you're making the problem worse. You really are. Anyway, it's overreacting. Boy, does our government ever do that? It's the best, best bully tactic they have. Look, a, a common cold virus. Lock it down. People are dying. Yeah, because you put a bag over their head. Wouldn't let them breathe any fresh air. Unreal, really. I feel for the moms. I feel for the meteorologists. This uh, Bolshevik mob rule mentality. How's it working out? Not real well, right? Maybe we should have stuck with the rule of law and democratic processes. Robert's Rules of Order is a beautiful thing. Oh, I got more for you here today. Hang on. This is good stuff. I mean, I know it's not as dramatic as sinking submarines and civil war in Russia, but I'm giving you the real hard facts of what's going on around you. 
It's crazy anymore. I mean, honest to goodness, if you're white and you're straight, you basically um, ought to just be filing a lawsuit to get your children moved into a proper school and recover your tax money. Remember I said that about your tax. You're paying into the school system, but they won't let you have any say in what goes on there. You know nothing. They're going to keep taking the money against your will, but they're not going to give you any. That's called tyranny. We're getting a good dose of tyranny. So listen to this. First, I see this. San Francisco displays the largest ever pink triangle for Pride Month in a stand against pushback. The giant canvas pink triangle that is one of the LGBTQ plus community's Pride Month symbols in San Francisco is bigger than ever this year. Volunteers said they are taking a stand for their rights amid a national pushback from conservative lawmakers. And you've got these guys here. Uh, gay men, presumably, uh, wearing their their uh, their pink triangles, and they're putting this thing up. And um, I don't know; these people don't look uh, particularly happy to me. The pink triangle was used by Nazis uh, during the Holocaust to identify the thousands of gay prisoners who were thrown into concentration camps. Later, gay rights advocates adapted the emblem and turned it into a symbol of love and solidarity. Our lives are under a threat right now, particularly black and brown transgender people, said volunteer Maureen Footner. And I just feel like I need to be active and out and proud. <laughs> well, this is great, okay? Uh, that they're going to put this giant pink triangle up in San Francisco. As it turns out, the city is literally imploding. Have anybody been paying attention to what's going on in San Francisco? The people don't want to go to the downtown. It's become a, a drug haven. So what is this? Is this what this gay culture is? Is this what... And the people putting this... I see one smile. They all look miserable, pissed off at the world because they don't have enough gay rights. And People are love more! Love me more! <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pass on your love. Thank you. I'm going to... I'll, I'll do my own thing. <laughs> I'm going to go the more traditional route. Listen, I've said it a million times. I'm not bashing anybody. Adults, free to do what you want. This whole LGBTQIA, squared, cubed, um, and the emphasis on it, as opposed to strong families, for example, which are completely under attack. We've gone from equality to taking over to the point where it's destroying the whole city. Don't take my word for it. Go visit yourself. Let me share this with you. This is a, a black woman. And um, she's a mayor. Uh, I don't think they're using the term mayor correctly. Mayor Aquiana Warren. Um, it's very interesting. She says she's coming out of California. What town? Northern California, I'm guessing. And they basically want to secede from uh, from the from the state. Listen to what she's saying. Here in California, to actually explore leaving the Golden State. With us now, the mayor of Fontana, California, Aquanetta Warren. Mayor, it's great to have you on. Uh, I mean, we hear this all the time, right? People getting up and leaving, businesses getting up and leaving. We don't often hear about counties in California wanting to get up and leave. I mean, what do you make of this? What I make of this is people are getting very fed up. And basically, this is about getting our fair share of resources from the state where we send all of our funds now. Now, <laughs> listen to what she's saying there. I want to see here real quick before I comment on this. I can't tell if she's Republican or Democrat. 
celebrating Fourth of July. Uh, almost all black people in the photographs here dedicated to the women. It does not say 55,000 households um, fighting racism. I can't see whether she is um, Democrat or Republican. This is really, really fascinating. And I've seen other uh, politicians doing this as well. But uh, I don't see where she has anything. Here's her official website. Nothing in regard to party. Fourth term mayor. Councilwoman, I don't see anything in terms of party. I have to believe that uh, she's a Democrat. Earned a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and Urban Studies. No indication of what party she belongs to. She sounds like me. Listen to this. There is a process that we're looking at first to research the options and make sure that we quantify if we're getting our fair share or not. So this is an issue in Pennsylvania as well. And, and this is it's not going to stand. It's going to destroy these cities. In, in Pennsylvania, there's real estate taxes. The city doesn't pay its fair share of real estate taxes. The tax base is much lower, you know, because they don't have any money. I'm not going to keep playing that because the commercials are going to keep cutting in here. Um, but you get the sense of, of what she's about, whether she's a, a Democrat or a Republican. She wants the money for her district, and wisely so. She's saying, end the tyranny. You're taking this money, and people are fed up seeing it pumped into cities like San Francisco and being destroyed while they're labeled with a pink triangle that represents, you know, 2 3 4% of the population taking over and destroying the city with their, with their crappy uh, policies. And this uh, everybody just love everybody nonsense. She's like, I'm just going to get down to the math on this. In Pennsylvania, there's an effort right now, the same problem. So they pay property taxes. They don't pay their fair share. Well, the other revenue for local municipalities, and by the way, the local governments are always struggling for revenue because the federal government sucks it all up, doesn't give it back. Anyway, the municipalities, the other way they make money in Pennsylvania and presumably in other places with the earned income tax. And the way that works is you, half of it, it's 2%, I believe, either 1% or 2%, and half of it gets paid to where you live, half of it gets paid to where you work. What has happened in Philadelphia, these Philadelphia companies, um, nobody's working down there anymore. They're working from home. And there's a big fight now to try and get that, get that money back. But the city, like the city of Philadelphia, you wonder why the corruption runs rampant. And uh, this is why. Because they have this, this money coming in that they're not accountable to. What are they? What are the? What are the politicians in Philadelphia give a hoot about the people's tax problems in Bucks County, Montgomery County, Delaware County? They don't care. They don't care. All about the profit, the money, the power. Everything that they say is in that direction. Well, we have to support transgender. Why? We don't have transgender people out here, mm, but down there they do. People are getting fed up to the point where they're going to leave the dog on state over it. People are getting violent over it. People can't support their families. They look at this waste. Illinois gives $300,000 to a BLM group that appears to be inactive. 
This is local people in Illinois paying taxes to the state, and the state is so irresponsible. Instead of recirculating that money back down to the good of the community for everybody's good throughout the state, they're giving it to some defunct BLM organization. Unreal when you think about it. I wanted to share this last little story for you because, uh, you know, I'm big on being responsible men, strong, protective men, men that, that know how to grow, build, and protect and give a crap enough to do it every day, the hard work that it takes. And I don't appreciate guys that uh, don't live up to that standard. And... Um, there was a time when boxing and, and UFC was a, a big part of my life. I enjoyed that. Not so much anymore, um, just because I just kind of moved on, if anything. But you know that Conor McGregor is a, is a big name in that sport. And there's an article here with him sharing a Father's Day foot massage from his wife. And uh, he's got four beautiful children. And his wife is pregnant. And the timing of this uh, is interesting because... Uh, he just got accused of raping a girl, and they have video of him at a basketball game without his wife. And he takes this girl into a men's bathroom where his security entourage then blocks the door. And she then accuses him of raping her inside. Guess what? She's going to get paid for one thing. Um, I look at that, and I think how disgusting— now, I know there's people who are going to look at, well, what was she doing there? I don't care. It's not, this is not on her. This is on him. He's married. There's people all over the place. Well, he, I, he hadn't do it. Explain to me why you were taking her in the men's bathroom by yourself. And then you're going to post this picture with your wife and children. What a vile, selfish pig with no regard for basic decency. That's what it comes down to. All I can say is, uh, God have mercy. I hope he gets what he deserves. Do yourself a favor. When I say be careful of temptation, look at the faces of the children. It's not him who's going to get hurt. It's the children, it's the wife that will suffer because of his indiscretions. It's a real shame, especially with uh, how he's out there publicly. And to be so brazen at a game, it's like, and it's just a, Dirty, uh, very, uh, quite frankly, very much appeared to, to have the lookings of a rape to me. He, like, practically drags her in there, and then these big security guards blocking the door. Nobody asking if this girl's okay. Everybody went, ah, this is what goes on. What can I do? I couldn't be around this stuff. There's no way I could stand there and I hope you get Hey, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, make it a great day.